Hi, everybody in podcast land and also on YouTube. I'm James. I'm David. I'm Riley. And I'm Linus. And this is the Carpool Critics Movie Podcast, where today, for some reason, we are doing 1995's uh, should have won Best Picture, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh. Woo! Spoiler alert! And if you're one of those people who likes to watch movies ahead of time and follow along, then next week we are going to do Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. It's happening! It's happening. But for today, it. it's Mortal Kombat all day. So, David, why don't you tell us what you're giving this movie out of 10? Mortal Kombat is unnecessary, stupid, and pointless, and I love it so much. Negative 7 out of 10. <laughs> what does that mean? It means it's oh, so bad, it's good. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. We established negative that in the previous seven? Negative 7. Like you don't own, you don't only go for a negative rating. You go all the way down to seven. Like you oh, a negative it was two such or a joy to watch this movie. I haven't watched it since I was a kid, and I think I I mixed it up with uh, Armageddon, which is way 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 worse. And so watching this was like such a joy. I enjoyed it so much. Maybe you no mean way. that like it's like a, it's a seven out of ten, but in like some in the weird so bad, upside so down. Good. Yeah, I had good world. laughs. I uh, I enjoyed a lot of it. Hey, we actually need to drill down on this a bit more because Armageddon is a way better movie than this but armageddon's not a negative seven it's probably just like a four so like are you saying that because this movie is so much worse it's like full circle and it comes back the other direction and oh slaps absolutely you yeah this this movie is like pathetic in all the right ways and i just really enjoyed it more than i thought i would there was so much like happening that was silly and fun and like the the fights are pretty bad but the, the the things that come out of people's mouths are so weird and stupid and out there that I just was so I just had such a good time. Totally. I mean, in the first five minutes, we get like a dramatic sunglasses removal. We've got shotgunning a guy through a window and oh, yeah. this line, let's dance. I mean, there's a scene transition right at the beginning of the film that is literally fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, I love it. Oh, I love you, it. Okay, you wait we your gotta turn, keep going Linus. with the slogans, though. We're gonna get it deeply into all this. All right, Riley, what are you giving it? Okay, my slogan is: No one cares. No one cares what you think. <laughs> I can't believe I just wasted an hour and forty minutes of my life. Two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're coming from the angle of not even having played the games. Is that right? No, I, I didn't really play the games. My, I mean, I was aware of them, and I, I probably played it once or twice at a friend's house or something. But yeah, I really didn't play them. And I, my, my feelings are mixed. Like in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm more into this than I thought I would be, but we'll get into that. Uh, James, what's your slogan? Oh, boy. Uh, <sighs> I just wrote boring combat. <laughs> 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 That's it. More like boring combat, three out of 10. Like, I, uh, oh, my gosh. I, it has some moments where they, they put things on screen that I recognize from the game, which I appreciate, you know, when someone does yep. like a leg sweep. You know, like down and low kick, such yeah. an OP move when you're a kid. Uh, so I appreciate when they put that kind of crap in. But overall, just pretty brutal in every respect. Can't wait to slay this one. Oh, I I've played lots of Mortal Kombat. I loved it as a kid, actually. I've owned multiple games. played a crap, crap ton of it. Usually play Scorpion. But uh, yeah, this movie sucked. I, I watched this movie as a kid like once or twice. I thought it was cool. But yeah, nope, it's not. Even even having not played the games, really, I could tell when they were using a move from like the game. Yeah, a few times, you, anyways. You would think, you would think, but sometimes it was really weird, and they happened in these weird departures that, or you have no idea why they did that. Anyways, right. Linus, yeah. I gave it exactly the same rating as James, three out of ten. 
But my little write-up is I couldn't wipe the smile off my face the whole time. <laughs> I see how is it's just okay. it's I, it's so good. It's so good. It's it's so bad. It's good. I, I'm with yeah. David on this one. It's like a sure. horrible movie, but those three points are all made of your enjoyment of it, which is yeah. Nuts. It's in this weird zone where it's like too expensive to be a B movie, but not nearly <laughs> good enough to be an A movie today. So yeah. it's, I don't even know how to categorize it it's just it's a b movie that that got uh, branding or marketing it's, its own thing yeah That's basically yeah. in the same oh, category as the room no. that's what you're saying it's no. like a the, really you, bad you movie not the, even the room you can't see where the money went in this movie you can see the money it's yeah, on true. screen that, and that's i'm really true. excited to talk more about it after we talk about our sponsor oh look at this guy segwaying carpal critics is sponsored by manscaped performance package kit it's a thing you can buy it comes with a ton of stuff including their new lawnmower waterproof trimmer with advanced skin safe technology that helps you reduce nicks and cuts and i hate nicks all of them <laughs> Their croppers are for ball deodorant is also in the package. So is their weed whacker nose and ear trimmer for all you old people with long ear hair and their new Shears 2.0 luxury nail kit. Dang, you'd be looking fly. Head to manscaped.com forward slash carpool 20 today and get 20% off plus free international shipping. Plus, plus you'll get the shed travel bag, which has a really good zipper on it and a pair of their anti-chafing boxer briefs available for limited time. We're also brought to you by Private Internet Access VPN. PIA helps you hide your true IP address so you can bypass your restrictions and censorship. You can connect up to 10 devices at once, whether they're in Earth Realm or our world. It doesn't even matter. And it includes an internet kill switch. <laughs> if your VPN gets disconnected involuntarily, PIA is available for Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, and even as a cat dang Chrome extension. So check it out today at lmg.gg slash carpoolcritics. Man. Goro just uh, just milked those screams, those big yells with all four arms up. He just loves doing that. <laughs> yeah. That scoundrel. I love that animatronic. I think when it looks good, it looks sick. And like practical effects just always look good. And I mean, there's obviously limitations like when he's fighting and it's just like a rubber arm coming from off screen and punching people. <laughs> yeah. Or just but, any part that moves like his neck when he's yeah. moving his head around. You can tell it's like kind of folding foam. Even as yeah. someone who enjoyed the movie, I actually cannot get behind the Goro animatronic. <laughs> um, it's I just found it hilarious. Like I enjoyed how bad it was, but quite frankly, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it seriously anymore after I realized it reminds me of the baby from that Dinosaurs TV show. Oh, oh sure, hundred <laughs> percent. It looks exactly like it, yeah. or just yeah. the movement, like the texture and stuff. Yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about right now, that's probably because you haven't watched this movie since 1995. So Riley, why don't you give us the synopsis? Okay, before the Emperor of Outworld can conquer the realm of Earth, he has to achieve 10 straight victories in the ancient fighting tournament known as Mortal Kombat, for some reason. The Emperor's demon sorcerer, Shang... The Shang Emperor's demon... What? Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Tsung? Shang, Shang Tsung. They say the Sung Emperor in, the, um, in the movie. It depends so. who, who says it they in say the movie. They say Sung. <laughs> okay, here we go. Kano says it like Sung. But. The Emperor's demon sorcerer, Shang Sung, has already led Outworld's fighters to nine straight victories while absorbing the souls of his de defeated opponents, of course. Naturally. To, to prevent the invasion, Lord Raiden, god of thunder and protector of Earthrealm, recruits three humans. Liu Kang, who seeks revenge for his brother's murder, Sonya Blade, a special forces agent also seeking revenge for her partner's death, and Johnny Cage, a martial arts movie star seeking to prove his fighting skills aren't just movie magic. The three are brought to Shang Tsung's island, where they fight in both official and unofficial duels against tournament fighters and the demonic ninjas 
Scorpion and Sub-Zero, because those are a thing. When Johnny Cage defeats the four-armed reigning tournament champion Prince Goro by punching him in the nuts and kicking him off a cliff, Shang Tsung hey, captures spoilers. Whoa. He's already done a spoiler. No, this, is, spoilers. this is spoilers. We're doing the whole plot synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shang Tsung captures Sonya and takes her to Outworld, pursued by Liu Kang and Cage. Katana meets them in Outworld and reveals she's actually only the adopted daughter of Thanos. She helps them infiltrate Shang Tsung's castle where Liu Kang defeats the sorcerer and thus frees his brother's soul. Back on Earth, the team's victory celebration is interrupted by the Emperor, who has come for everyone's souls, but Raiden and his fighters are ready to stop him. With and they play that damn theme song again for the <laughs> They third love that time. theme song. It's a sick theme song. Okay. It well, is pretty so good. good. When you're watching the movie, you can tell when you're watching the movie, or I had a hunch, just because of the way they lean into it and they love it, and the fact that they play it on like frame one, even yep. before the movie, it's, yeah. saying, it's saying New Line Cinema, and you're hearing this damn song already. You can tell, I was pretty sure this song came out before this movie was made. Oh, yeah. And it that's did. The first thing, that's the first thing I wanted to say, is that I was not excited going into this movie. Like, we, you guys were like, oh, let's do a fun one. Let's do Mortal Kombat or whatever. I've never seen this movie. And uh, right off the bat, the, the theme song comes in, and it's like this 90s, dance like and i was just like amazing it changed my mind i did not want to see it and as soon as it comes in i'm like I, so i'm excited good. about this now i like the I'm, choice I'm to play it right off the top because it really amps up the energy that song yeah. was unironically on my like mix cds that i burned as a teenager oh, heck yeah even though i never actually watched the movie again so this is a movie that i never owned i only rented when i was a kid and when like vhs rental stores were a thing but that song is so good what else gets you pumped like that that song came out in 93 uh for the the console release of the games because remember they're arcade games originally and then it was re-released again on they made a whole mortal kombat album that got released again uh on a later game launch so the song was well known by the time the movies came out when this movie came out in 95 actually because i was looking at the characters and the plot of this movie and i was thinking Wait, like what movie, what game was out at this point? Because there's so many characters that could have used. The first three, I think. It's true. The yeah. third one, Ultimate, or not not Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 3 Kombat came 3. out in April of 95. This movie came out in August of 95. And then Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, which had more characters, also came out that same year. <laughs> there's I enough characters no... in this movie. There's a lot of characters, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though, Who David, because do you... I found myself being like, why are there fights with non-canon characters like why does in any of the, of the Mortal Kombat fights why is the why are they fighting a random guy I've never seen before when there's so many characters they could use why not just be fighting one of them well I, I think totally it's because you need that. to you, you need to be able to dispatch people quickly and show yeah. how badass people are if it's like yeah. named characters against named characters then that fight has to go on and it's that not and, quite as badass that and they clearly set up a sequel like that was obviously the intention from right. the get-go so they need to have someone to fight in Mortal Kombat, the second movie. Sorry, th this one basically follows the premise of the first game where there's been nine Mortal Kombats that Earthrealm has lost and tries to invade. Huh. So, so I guess I they have were a question. Faithful. I have a question. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> there's a point in the movie where the, the good guys ask, why doesn't he just invade? Like, why doesn't the Emperor just invade? Why does he have to wait until he wins 10 tournaments or whatever? And then Raiden is... He doesn't even answer the question. He just starts talking about something else. And I was like, wait, why Why? Why can't he just invade? Why does he have to wait for, like, who set these rules? The Elder Gods. 
No, Raiden totally. I mean, that's how self-aware the movie is, though. He totally gives the camera a look there. He's like, who cares? <laughs> okay. No, this is a this is a really good question because I I there are parts of the movie where I'm like, is it self-aware? Because like totally. Raiden in particular, there's a part where he's like in that same scene, they're on the ship and he's kind of like explaining the whole premise of the situation to them, and he laughs and says, ha. Oh, he says the fate of the fate of billions will depend on you. <laughs> That's exactly it. I Sorry. have that I have that note right here. I say, what the hell is with Raiden's voice? And then I say, the fate of billions will depend on you. <laughs> Sorry. Like yeah, well, that was what? obviously an outtake that they put right in the film. No, I don't even know. Like, is it? It doesn't totally. make any sense. It's Has an outtake? It the way he says be. sorry, the way he says sorry though isn't delivered with the line of like a character breaking uh, an actor breaking character. It's said as Raiden. Mm, so I was like what this like I thought that too. I was like this looks like it, this seems like an outtake but he's he like you would expect an actor to be like haha, ah oh, sorry guys. How but many like, outtakes are in character though? Sorry. Tons. Lots of outtakes are in character where they just screw up the line but they just say it anyway in the, in the same stupid accent. Okay. His voice is I worse than Dark Knight. I doubt this guy is like a method actor to the point where he's <laughs> going to say sorry as the character. <laughs> no, but maybe, 100%. I don't know. Who knows? His voice, though, is worse than Dark Knight. I hated it. It's terrible. It's pretty it's bad. It's terrible. Fortunately, he's not a prominent No, no, character. that's the guy. The guy is like European. That's his yeah. actual voice. It's like a German accent or whatever. He's not like doing what? a voice. Man, he's totally I, doing a voice because he's talking like this. You guys. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 he's, he's doing that. But the accent's like, yeah. real. He's got this sort of like non-American accent sort of, and it's not it's not fully American. So it's like, I, I was like, oh, that maybe that's just, I didn't think he was like doing that kind of accent. What's his name? Christopher Lambert? I, uh, when I see Raiden, I just imagine that's what a Grand Wizard of the KKK sees himself as, is <laughs> that character. <laughs> Like he's just like this white god ruling over an ancient China, like ancient yeah. Asian culture, and I'm like, it, it, whatever. It's the '90s; they were not doing representation well, right? So right. like, I'm not super holding it against the movie, but it's just like weird that he's and that we- in these and that white awesome wizard wig. robes, and he looks yeah. nothing like the game from the char- like the the character from the game. So they made a strong choice to have him be this white wizard dude. Wait, is the guy in the original game Asian? Yeah, yeah, he, he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, because that's so funny because in later games he's a, a white character model. Is he really? I don't think yeah, so. Like brought- Hard to tell. He's got this hat on. He's got right. a, yeah. a black shroud kind of like balaclava, not a balaclava, but it goes around his the sides of his head and neck and stuff. And then he's got glowing white eyes. So yeah, who knows? Yeah. I, I I spent some time on the uh, Mortal Kombat wiki uh, in preparation for this uh, episode because I, as I say, I I haven't really played any of the games and I haven't really dived into the lore but there's a lot of lore here yeah. there's a there's some depth to this universe yeah there's I 11 like, games so far just of the mainline ones yeah that's wild and even like looking up the plot line for the latest game mortal kombat 11 it's like the amount of points that it hits like they go to this realm and meet these people and there's like there's like 40 different not even fighters but just like also other characters yeah. like and there's timelines the there's timelines now in yeah. a, a couple games ago, Raiden was defeated, so then he sent visions of that eventuality to his past self so that his past self could avoid that eventuality. So now there's like, it's all forked. And now we question if they're self-aware that it's terrible. Of course they are. As soon as you start sending, you know, 
as soon as you start sending, you know, premonitions to yourself in the past so that the timeline can be altered, like... But you're talking about storytellers yeah. 20 years later doing that. Yeah, the, yeah, the games just, are more self-aware, for sure. The, I this don't movie... Think, you gotta be kidding me. You don't well, I wouldn't question that the games... I mean, the luggage bit, okay? Liu Kang throwing Johnny Cage's luggage into the water. Well, that but, is but, but, hey, hey, that is an difference... Ape- there's a, there's a difference between being self-aware of like how bad you are as a movie and and just including some physical comedy. Just like that, being like, bad? Because the, it's definitely early comedy 90s. in this movie. It's early 90s camp. I just To me, that stuff was just cringe. I was like, that didn't age well. I think, for me, the best indicator of this movie is self-aware is Johnny Cage himself. Uh, yep. The way that they treat him. I think we're going to disagree, though, Linus. I wouldn't nod your head too, too quick. <laughs> I think this movie pretends like he's cool and he's not cool in any way like he's not particularly good looking he's just like an average white dude his suit doesn't quite fit right and he's bad at fighting he might be the worst in the entire movie but there's a line in the movie that's like you're one of the best martial artists in the whole world his mentor says that to him and i'm like nah dude like i just watched you fight you're definitely not one well of the i know this is the, thing. About? the actor clearly has no martial arts background I, yeah. apparently <laughs> according to his I looked it up and he trained for two months up for the up to the <laughs> role. Like you can tell yeah. right off the bat when he's doing yeah. some kicks, you're like that guy does not know how to kick. Yeah. Well, lots of them are like that, and I mean, honestly, you don't think that that line alone is self-aware. Why would he even say that if Wait, they don't line? know that this is a, like a bad movie with? I bad think martial the best arts. indicator is that later in the movie they treat him as the protagonist. I think in a modern movie, they would set him up as the side character and Liu Kang would be the protagonist and, and everything would happen around him. But How is Johnny Cage the jo- protagonist? Johnny Cage the prote- has the showdown. The yeah. Johnny, Johnny Cage is the one that has the face down with the villain. They're the ones that have the what? face-to-face. What? No, before. Not. Yeah, before. Johnny before. They're the ones that have like the emotional ones. At the end, 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 Liu Kang has like the actual fight. But like in yeah. terms of like the setup, it's Johnny Cage before. Oh, no, let's talk isn't. about this because I part? completely disagree. I think Liu Kang is 100% the pr- protagonist. Yep. The whole movie starts off with his entire motive yeah, yeah, yeah. for revenge, and then we end the movie with him freeing his his brother and like achieving yeah, the victory yeah, yeah. that he was seeking. What did Johnny Johnny Cage didn't even achieve anything? Like he, yeah, he, he went out to girl. prove that he was a he's good the one that had he's the, the one that had the biggest emotional turn though. Because at the beginning he's like all self assured, and then at the end he's like actual self sincere and like. I think he's had a, he has a bigger change than Liu Kang. Liu Kang what doesn't change at all. He's watching? static. I think they well, each have their own. No, he's not static. They each have their own arc. Uh, but I think I don't know that he has a bigger arc. I don't I know. Don't going we, from like goofy movie mar- like goofy movie guy to like badass martial artist is a pretty big change. I'm surprised by this, David. I don't. I mean, because I, yeah, I don't. Th- we don't see that change, even if it is there. Like the only really. The only real indication that he has changed is that he is there at the end with everybody. No, but I think that like he we, chooses a moment. He chooses to face down uh, Goro. Like he he goes he out does, of his way to challenge him. But yeah, that but would be that would be interesting like that. if he. That's had, uh, if, yeah, that actually yeah. is part of his uh, beginning state because Raiden reveals it on the boat. He looks at each one of the characters and just calls it out. He's like, points at Johnny Cash. This is this is what's wrong with everybody. Your ego. Points at Sonya, your enemy. Yeah. Points at uh, Liu Kang, your revenge. And his first line in the entire movie is like something like, where do you guys find these guys? They, they suck. They're not enough of a challenge for me. He doesn't change at all. He's a, he's a self-assured womanizer at the beginning. And he, at the end, he's a self-assured womanizer. All right. Now tell me how Liu Kang changes. 
No, well, I, he, I, I agree he, with you that there's not much to destiny. say there. He, ta- yeah. he takes on, because before he was like living in America, right? And angry and running mm. away from himself. And blaming himself partially for his brother's death. Yeah. He totally changes. Because he's the one who gets an emotional climax where he faces his brother. 100%. I, I would give this to you, David, though, that it's not that apparent that he changes in terms of like his attitude towards like the importance of protecting earth realm or whatever. Like we don't don't see him being like, yes, I will going to America was wrong and I have to be here with my people or whatever. Like we don't really see that, but it's kind of implied. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not much of a denouement. They get back to home where everyone's (laughs) celebrating and then they show show cons there. It's like, and that final shot is so bad like in a modern movie you'd have like Raiden be like let's go and he would like fly into the air in like a burst of lightning but they just line up and like do their crappy like fighting pose Power Rangers okay. but Raiden's yeah. eyes Raiden's eyes go sparkly back to the self-awareness okay? okay did anyone else notice that bit where Liu Kang is running down a ramp towards I think he's fighting reptile at this point and he does like a little action jump as he's running down the ramp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love so, it. So here's the thing. This movie came out uh, three years after Super Cop, okay? So Jackie Chan movies were already making their way into Western culture. There's no way Western filmmakers were going into this and unironically having Johnny Cage be told that he's the greatest martial artist in the world or whatever. Okay, okay. It's 100% I, self-aware. They I know get what it's you're bad. saying. I get what you're saying, but I think that if there is an element of self-awareness on the part of like the makers of the movie, it is kind of like interspersed with a more earnest a movie that is here like yeah. it's not like we're watching a a parody film where they like aren't know exactly what they're doing and they're not like turning to the camera and being like really or something you know like there's that there's there are these moments and i'll give you that his little like run and a skip and a hop down the ramp <laughs> thing is like pretty like i'm like how could they put that in the movie and not realize that looks stupid but i think that they might have a few i'll give it to you that there are like parts of this movie that might be self-aware but as a whole I wouldn't give it that uh, designation. Here's my question. Are you self-aware? Because <laughs> I think so. this is a kid's movie. Sometimes I, sometimes I have to ask myself. You have to go into this remembering that video game culture in the mid-90s was totally different than it is today. This is a movie that was designed for kids aged like 8 to 14. So if you're going in and you're watching this movie through like... I think it would be a little older than that because that was yeah. a very graf- graphic I think it's game. like the regular demographic, when I was 18 to 35. Yeah. I, enjoyed the, I can't believe my parents let me watch it. But yes, I was 10 when I watched this. I enjoyed the heck out of it. And if you try to watch it through a like adult viewer lens, I think you're totally missing the point. You know what makes me so mad is even if the actor was a really good martial artist, st- narratively, they still screwed up because... Why? How could it possibly be that Johnny Cage is a laughingstock among martial artists and everyone thinks he's bad at martial arts, yet he's Earthrealm's premier champion? Like, he's one of the four <laughs> best people we have. Wouldn't he look good at fighting on film? What the hell? <laughs> Not yeah, if he only dumb. has crappy opponents to fight on film, obviously, James. No way. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> well, really I, don't know. I can see Hold that. On. I could totally see that if you had if yeah. okay if you had a great martial artist star in that film, in that film you just watched, would they be able to properly showcase their talents? Yeah, you would tell. You could tell because Liu no, Kang you could is tell good. Because in 
in this movie, there's a bunch of bad cuts. Like someone will go to jump and roll on something, and then the cut, it's like clearly this is a different take, and they landed completely differently. You can tell because you have martial arts training. Barely. But you have enough. You have enough <laughs> to know like Oh yeah, they are they're they're pointing their toe when they kick. They actually like do know how to kick. Okay, that's good to know. It's so much more than that though. Like the way someone moves, the way they balance, like that's such a big thing is when they're like doing their kicks and they're like holding their arms in and they're like uh, off balance. Like I there's tell a by lot the way, of stuff that is like even if you don't know martial arts are a pretty good indicator that like they're no Jackie Chan. I could tell by the way Liu Kang flew through the air and delivered about 20 kicks uh, in the in the span of uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. 5 seconds. He knows all how to fight. Yeah, he knows. That's that's technique. Technique. Right yeah, there. a total missed opportunity. I was waiting for this the whole movie. Uh, in terms of stuff that they should take from the game and put in. No big uppercut. No. Yeah. What the hell? The uppercuts are huge in Mortal Kombat yeah. and in lots of yeah. lots of levels when you do it, they smash through the, and go, you go down to a I bottom level. I was expecting level. that to when be the that, climax. That never happened. I was expecting him to uppercut him onto the spikes. Like, how did that not happen? Been he, just awesome. kicks him, he just kicks him on it or punches him on it? What is no, he, and then they ruin You see an energy bolt. That's oh, the moment. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. you know he's achieved another level of uh, proficiency because the little red lightning comes out of his hands. It's That's cute. so bad. Yeah, there's like a fire, like a fireball thing he does. I think Sonya does a, like a, an, uh, he does, or Sonya does like an uppercut slash kind of hook that's pretty effective, but it's, it looks just like a regular punch. They didn't yeah, play yeah. it up. And then there's other elements that from the game that they put in that they did wrong. Like how many times does he say fatal, or he says flawless victory. Yeah, like so three many times. times. Only one of those three times is it flawless. These people are getting hit. Sure, they got lots of health left, <laughs> yeah. but they still got hit. Yeah, that's straight up fan service. They they yeah. had to put it in, but they put it in three no, times. Yeah, no, and they did it wrong. That's fan disservice. Yeah, they get it wrong. Yeah, there's well, <sighs> Rise of Skywalker. It can happen. <laughs> Welcome to the clip. Yeah, <laughs> okay. there's there's so much in the fighting that's bad. Like they the the main kick that everyone seems to do is the like leg going up into out kind of axe kick, but like the force is more going like sweeping sideways. But that's a terrible kick. That's like you have no force going like into out. But they like that seems to be the furthest they got in their martial arts training. You want to talk no force? How about the kill when Sonya kills Kano? She does oh, like a yeah. handstand and puts her ankles around his head yeah. and somehow snaps his neck with like the part of your body that has the least torque. Like she's on the end of the lever and she's like, and, and she yeah. snaps you his could really, neck. You could really just tell that the hold she had him in was like, they're He's, he's fine. <laughs> like, he could do more damage grabbing her foot and twisting her foot yeah. and, like, breaking her whole knee. Can we take a moment to appreciate the truly skilled martial arts actresses like Gina Carano right now? Like, man, I, I get it. It's hard. But watching her fight, watching Sonya fight was really painful for me. Oh, man. It, yeah. it, like yeah. the fact that just everything she delivered had obviously about as much force as a flaccid paper towel slapping someone. It was it was actually flow breaking and immersion breaking, even going into this, knowing that I was watching a 90s yeah. video game movie. How about when yeah. they're on the boat and she's looking for Kano with her gun drawn and she's sweeping it around the room? And she her legs are bent in this weird half squat thing. Yeah. It's so bizarre, man. So bad. It's it, like, could they not? I'm sure they could have found a, you know, good looking actress or whatever who also had a little bit of. Oh, for sure. But I think back then you prioritized like the actor side and she was probably like semi prolific. Uh, oh, yeah. She was a great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I'm not saying she's great, but I'm saying that, that they cast her more on that than the martial arts. And they spent the two months that they spent training well. Johnny Cage, probably training her as well. 
Because I'm act? sadistic, <laughs> I also I also put on Mortal Kombat Annihilation last night for a little bit. Yeah. And in this first scene, which is direct, like picks up right where the first one p- let off, they have a new actor for Johnny Cage, Raiden, and Sonya. <laughs> and and that Sonya act, uh, actor in that one, she does some sweet head kicks. You can tell okay. she has some training. So they're out sweet. there. Oh, they, yeah. they completely changed the actors for the sequel? Yeah, yeah, man. And Johnny Cage, spoiler for Annihilation, uh, he actually dies like in the first two minutes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Johnny Cage does? Yes. That's hilarious. Oh, so yes. they're like, we're fine. We're fine switching the actor because he's not going to be there for the most of the movie anyways. No. I don't know. And then Sonya has to <laughs> That's avenge That's pretty self-aware. Himself. That's pretty self-aware. Everyone hates that, on I Annihilation. Like is. somehow it has like 2% on Rotten Tomatoes to the first one's 13 or something. But I actually <laughs> thought it was, uh, I only watched like half an hour, but I was enjoying it more because it was shitty in all the same ways. But not as shitty in one crucial way, which I thought that the first movie was actually kind of boring. Oh, I didn't I, find that. I didn't find I, that I, at all. I agree. I was going to ask you guys, like, whether you, while you guys are watching this movie, are you, like, into the fights and stuff? All things are happening. You're like, I'm excited no. because I was, like, not. I'm mean, like, I, I could understand. I was trying to think of it in being like being back in the 90s, like trying to mentally transport myself there and be like, would this have been exciting to audiences back then? But it was hard because I was like, this the fights just kind of seem lame. It's like, it's not really exciting the way that well, they're filming I mean, it. And, th- as I David what, said, Jackie think, Chan movies were popular. Or I think what, what, Jackie Chan movies, that, that, that's a great co- contrast because I feel like watching Jackie Chan movies, there's like this distinct sense of like speed and energy to these fights. And also like, interesting maneuvers that Jackie Chan does. And this one had none of that. I, I think, know. I think what works in this movie isn't the fighting. We all agree. It's all pretty yeah. bad. It's the, the, these locations and these sets that they've built are like yeah, really eye catching. Like, yeah. Like, like, I mean, they, they paid for the locations, but they also built these really weird sets that are like really cool. Like when, uh, is it Scorpion and Johnny Cage are fighting on like the rafters with all the cobwebs and stuff. It's just like the video games. So it's like fan service, but it's also just like weird and kind of interesting to look at. And I found like yeah. the whole movie was interesting to look at. A lot I, of people, mm. a lot of people in the reviews that I read hated on the CGI, but like, you got to remember, this is 1995. Yeah, it's not the best CGI of 1995 even, but, like, this is two years before Redneck Rampage came out. Like, it's not exactly unwatchable. I mean, if you it's go also years it. after Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic Park reptile, was... <sighs> reptile... Wait, it is? Yeah, Jurassic yes. Park's 93. Yeah. But remember, uh, too, like, Ju- Reptile looked so bad. And like, I think, did you guys ever watch Beast Wars? Oh, yeah. It looks worse than Beast Wars. It was worse than and Beast Wars. And I think Wars. that it's important when you're f- up against the limitations of your time to be aware of what you can and cannot pull off. And, like, I think they did a good job when Zub-Zero touches the gun and freezes it. They have, like, a practical effect that's kind of computer enhanced. And that yeah, looks that good. Uh, but then immediately you have the scorpion hand opening that can't quite oh track God. the hand right. Where he holds so uh, still. You yeah, can tell they told the actor like, "Don't move, don't move," and like, that and like the reptile. You can see his hand moving and the head staying in the same place. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, the one that bothers me about the reptile is that he serves no purpose. Like at one point, you think maybe he has a bigger purpose because he yeah. he sprays Liu Kang, and you're like, "Oh, maybe that poison will come back later in the but final it's fight." No, he's fine. It's cool. <laughs> My cat loved. Why reptile. was reptile in the movie? <laughs> My I think cat they just, loved him. <laughs> yeah, they probably just over the CGI company probably oversold their capabilities and like this they, would be cool. They, they put them in for the cats. The, ca- yeah, the cats yeah, yeah, love yeah, yeah. reptile. They love reptile. But it's not. It's not even that. Like, when, 
if they just like held the 3D model in the same place, like it's not even that he looked, well, he did look bad, but like it was the way that they animated him moving oh, around sure. the scene. It was like, it was like somebody had taken their mouse and was like <laughs> ragdoll we, shaking the, the technologist wasn't, computer, the like, technology wasn't there to animate kind of a, as fluidly. I know, but so, so that's what I'm saying. Like why try? Why? Oh, they shouldn't have. Especially because oh, okay. Reptile in the video game is just another skin of Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Uh, and I get it. In this movie, there's already two of them. You do want a third one. Uh, yeah. But it's just such a weird choice to make him a little goblin CG creature that they cannot pull off. After seeing Reptile, I was so glad that they did Goro as practical. Same. Because, because I was scared. Because like, we saw like the forearmed shadow on the wall or whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, are they going to try to make this guy CGI because the rept- Reptile looks so bad? And then we see him, and I was like, whoa. But like... When yeah. he when he isn't doing anything really complicated, it, he looks really good. Totally, and like when you, the actors are playing against him, it just works a lot better. Your brain can accept it, even though it's like pathetic animatronics by a quality standards. There's yeah. something in your brain that's not fighting you as much. By the time you yeah, by the by the time you see him doing more complicated things, it starts to look worse. But yeah. especially in the early scenes, yep. I want to. I want to go back a little bit. You asked how I can sit and enjoy this movie. And to me, the answer is really simple. They obviously had a really good time making it. <laughs> but like, it's still so boring. Like, okay, it's, it's so delightfully 90s with 80s inspiration, like that, that Doom Fortress, the, even just like the, the style, like, oh my God, the one-liners are clearly just so self-aware this is where you fall down those are $500 sunglasses asshole they use their one <laughs> swear word for their PG-13 rating for that line that is a great line okay Linus I'm not trying to take away from your enjoyment of the movie because I yes, feel like are. this is the type of movie where if you sit down and you you truly enjoy it like great that that's good for you but I feel like you're 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 uh, mixing up self-awareness and just cheesy humor because not all cheesy humor lines are self-aware, per se. I don't think he he no. cares at this point if they're self-aware. They're just funny, cheesy lines. No, but it, and it is I, hey, I'm, I'm down with that. But but self-awareness no. means to me that this movie, like, you know, it 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 is kind of parodying itself. And it, it I don't is. think it's trying to do that so much as it's trying to be like <laughs> cheesy humor. Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe I it's, a, know. Maybe like, it's a, is, too fine like, of a distinction I'm trying to make. Here. Is Batman and Robin self-aware when Mr. Freeze is like, "Ice to meet you." Or is it 100%. just or is it just brutal 90s? Like I think that's just the 90s. No, they're self-aware. I don't know, man. They but, have okay, to okay. be. Let's say this. Let's say this. So let's say it is self-aware. Does that mean that it's a better movie because functionally to me the end result is still the same? I'm like, uh, especially if you have to ask. Well, you can still enjoy it. It doesn't make it a good movie. I gave it a 3 out of 10. <laughs> like it's not a good movie. <laughs> But the fact that it's self-aware and the fact that they're clearly grinning alongside you, like that Raiden line is the perfect example. That might be the only line, the only example. But that's all you need. We disagree on that, but. Okay. That's all you need. He's like, sorry. Like, (laughs) it doesn't, it obviously doesn't have anything to do with that scene. I will give you that the only explanation that makes sense remotely for that, other than just like they've screwed up in editing, was... Uh, that that it, it is self-aware. I don't I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it means nothing. And okay. the poses, <laughs> but the funny the poses he does it later. 
when Goro is fighting Johnny Cage, uh, Raiden is there and he says, ha ha, like something happens. Oh, at the, at the ball punch. And yeah. he goes, ha ha ha. And he like hits one of the spectators and he's like, sorry. Like it doesn't, uh, like, yeah, is that a meme? Yeah, yeah. Is that a Raiden meme? Totally. <laughs> Not no. from the game. And can we all, can we all just like stopping, appreciate the poses and flexing before every fight? That is obviously oh, yeah. oh, self-aware. Sad. It can't that be anything That seems like but. standard kung fu stuff. Mm-mm. It goes on way too long. Yeah, there's that one guy when there's like a crowd around them in the feast hall where he's just like, yeah. he's just like writhing. Yeah, it's so good. That's so the guy good. that gets iced, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He gets frozen and like guts everywhere. It's disgusting. Uh, what, what's his face? Um, Kano? Uh, Kano? Kano. Yeah, Kano is like, ew, it's gross. Like, that's so good. Yeah, this I like Kano. A, this guy's a hitman, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I saw his guts. It's disgusting." Like, <laughs> clearly, we're not. Well, he's talking to a forearm animatronic, like bald thing. Like, obviously, honestly, it's, honestly Kano was one of, was probably my favorite character in the whole movie. That he was performance, great. the performance from that uh, actor of Kano. Uh, Kano was not Australian until this the actor's movie. Not? Oh. No, the actor is the, the character is not Australian until after this movie. It's canon after oh, okay. this movie. Yeah, he was good. Guy. I especially when he's like talking to Goro and he's like, Oh, why is this um what does he say? Shang if Shang Tsung is so great, why does he have such a crummy looking boat? <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, he actually okay. has some funny jokes there. <laughs> yeah. But Linus, I think that even if you can enjoy all that stuff, the movie is just still so boring, especially in act two when they're wandering around. The kind of those cool sets you talked about, they're kind yeah. of just wandering around and nothing's going on. So the movie just sprinkles in these like nothing fights. Like suddenly there's a bunch of goons yes! there. They have to dispatch them. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, but no, no, that, that existed for a reason. It set up one of the best one-liners in the entire movie. You're lucky he stopped us. And Johnny Cage oh. walks away from all the goons. It's so that good. That does not That's justify, not, justify, justify these scenes. The, honestly, the thing that made me the most mad about the movie is the, the, the tournament itself. They go to this island. It's time for Mortal Kombat, the tournament. First of all, how is Shang Tsung the like MC and mediator of this tournament? What yeah. a conflict of interest. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Second of all, there's no opening ceremonies. I'd, I'm not even sure as the audience member when the no, tournament has started. They're just started. like on the beach all of a sudden. Suddenly they're fighting. fighting. I'm like, is this... Is this round one of the tournament? Yeah. I don't know where the brackets are, the round robin at all. And then there's a bunch of like fights that are extra tournamental. Like when they're fighting uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion and, and stuff, it's like, are, are the, do these count or not? And we don't know because all the actual like tournament fights aren't on the same consistent uh, ring or anything. So they can be anywhere. I've so- got another plot hole for you, though. So when they first show up in this nether region or whatever, there are some fights against humans. Where it's like fatality and Shang Sun like takes their soul. Why or does whatever. he get their soul? And why are they there? Because there's only three champions: Johnny Cage, Wait, Liu Kang, and Sonya. Oh no, no there's no, another. The there's more, there's the, more. The tournament more. is involving so many different fighters from all over the place. Well, there's more it's Earth Realm. Just... There's more Earth Realm champions than that too. There's also Art Lean, the token black guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So they, I thought they've it was gone and recruited three. a bunch of different people. So Raiden is only responsible for recruiting these three? Okay, then I really have no idea what's going I, on. I don't know either. And like, who's no, the Raiden, other guy? Raiden specifically chooses these three Earthrealm champions, but um, Shang Tsung has gone around and like recruited a bunch of people to be in but the But did tournament. Raiden even choose Sonya? Or did she, was she just happened to be there and then Shang Tsung really wanted her to get on the boat because like Shao Kahn told I him. I mean, to- I feel like you could argue either way, but it's like, it's whatever. Maybe she was. It's not really important. And what's the deal with Art Lean? He's just... 
a fan of Johnny Cage and suddenly he's on the boat and gets to go to the the champ the Mortal Kombat tournament. He's the actor from Twenty One Jump Street, the TV show from the late eighties. He's and not. He's, he's not the. He's not the first, but the second black guy to die uh, in the movie because you have to have that in the '90s action movie. Is he? Why is he in the movie? Is he there just so a human gets killed by Goro, and everyone's like, "Dang!" and it like raises the stakes. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and oh, and it probably yeah, it raises the stakes for Johnny Cage because he's his buddy. So he's like, "No!" That seemed really. It was interesting because up to that point, Johnny Cage is like, uh-huh, I'm making stupid jokes all the time, blah, blah, blah. And he was my only fan. He, he yeah, knew just I like, was a good martial artist. <laughs> Not just good, the greatest. Hey, man, yeah. those moves, you can't just, no geek off the street can do those moves. Yeah, I, I completely agree with James about the uh, tangential extra tournamental uh, fight scenes because that was so disorienting to me. I was like, what is going, because there's a section, there's like... 20 minutes of the movie or 30 minutes of the movie where we're just jumping from fight scene to fight scene with no interconnections at all. It's just like this fight scene happens and now we're at this fight scene and now we're at this fight scene. Yeah. And it's the reason like, what is going problem? on? What's happening? But in that Where's sense, the plot it's so development? Tr- it's so true to the source material. No, it, <laughs> it's true. In the source fair. material, you fight. when you, no, when you, when you play the campaign of the early Mortal Kombat games, you see like a literal yeah, see, ladder. It's like a column and it shows your character move up. And the problem I have with what they did in the movie is that there's no sense of progression. Therefore, no sense of like growth or stakes you don't get to see like oh damn um like let's say we we saw sub-zero like merc somebody and you're like dang sub-zero still in the, in the tournament it means i'm gonna have to fight him later and but then we like did. we see people converging he but, killed flexing guy <clears throat> no but that was that was outside of the tournament or was it well okay no that, what, that was just a demonstration that wasn't part of the here's tournament. what doesn't make sense about that scene the the, we, the camera enters this grand ballroom. There's this amazing feast happening. It's crazy. <laughs> they're, they're like, welcome to Shang Tsung's lair. I've made this delicious feast for you. Oh, wait a second. Now my goons are going to flip over all the damn tables and we're going to have a fight. Like, man, you, I what was like, own did they own goal? Even, did man. they even get to eat? I was so upset. I was like, that food looked pretty good, man. Like, what, what the hell? I loved all the gargoyles. I just couldn't stop smiling when they were doing like all this footage of like gargoyles with quote unquote creepy lighting or whatever coming into the coming into the castle. There were so many moments in this movie that I and to be clear, like it's not the kind of movie that I paused when I had to walk away and like get a snack. <laughs> like it's a bad movie. I get it, but it just made me smile. Like what was up with the with the like 80s hairdo on Liu Kang, that feathered hairdo in his one-on-one wow. in his first one-on-one fight with like 90s sauce on the side, like his hair is so big. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, his hair is amazing. I think actually Shang Tsung had it out for him just because there was another contender with like better hair. Way better hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was actually funny though because I was like, "Whoa, Shang Tsung's hair looks way better than Liu Kang." And I don't know if that's on purpose cuz like Maybe he's supposed to be more villainous because it's like slicked back or whatever. Like but I got a Luke Kang's a natural. I got a Mission Impossible two vibe. You know, like you know, in that movie, in every single shot of Tom Cruise, his hair is absolutely immaculate. Like that was what I got from. And obviously, they didn't have the budget to have his hair be immaculate in every scene here. But from time to time, you just look at him, and you're like, wow, the stylist spent like freaking an hour making that hair absolutely <laughs> perfect for this shot i love oh, it man. i know aesthetically like, yeah i don't know who's saying who's saying this movie the cool part is the sets David, you were saying that i think so i yeah, think like they've too. got some great locations like when they first arrive at the the temple or the castle or whatever and it's all the statues inside and it's makes no sense but it's like i think it's just a pleasure to have your eyeballs kind of wander through it i thought the castle looked cool but like 
I think you were who James you said or somebody said that the the fight between Johnny Cage and Scorpion uh, was cool because of all the I, or you said that too. No, David. I have a I have a rant about that. You said I have that. a rant but about I, that. That was so fight. disorienting to me because I was like, where is this? Like what? <laughs> they just teleported in into the this random suddenly. place. What's that? He's suddenly in the woods. Yeah, it's like a dimension portal thing. No, that he falls it's not. Through, isn't it? I don't, I don't think remember. so. And then Scorpion just shows up. Scorpion's got his like his kunai thing, but instead of it being like a knife on a rope or a chain, which it yeah. variously is across the games, it's sentient suddenly and is like homing. Yeah. And it's like wrapping around trees and turning corners. So brutal. Why do they change that? And then like Liu Kang's looking for Scorpion. He's hidden. He suddenly like cartwheels into view. It was so funny, man. <laughs> and then they ruined his the catchphrase. Obviously, you when you go to that movie, you want to see him throw the spear and say, get over here. Yeah. And he does it, but then the ADR is so bad, it doesn't even seem to come from the character. It just It's like voiceover, right? Yeah. And then he, he continues to say phrases. He's like Yoda. Like, he can only talk in this one way. And then they, like, iterate on it. And later on, he's like, get down here. He's like, yeah. he just wants people to change their position so in various like, dimensions. I really so wanted brutal. them to have a scene where he just, like, said something other than a, than a game catchphrase. But it seemed like he was literally just like a stunt double that they got in. And then they're like, he should say things. And they threw those lines in in post. <laughs> well, he's a demon, right? He's not a full yeah. on human. So like, he doesn't yeah, have the brain sim capacity. I think the thing that bothered me the he most. He was a Scorp- human. He's undead. He's yeah, undead? He okay. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But his soul, his soul is gone. It's okay. It he's makes a sense. a specter or a wraith. Or I really like the scene where they kill him. Or like the fight, his later fight scene. Were you talking about them changing levels and stuff, and then his skull oh, face like is that, revealed, yeah, and they used the practical sick. effects with the fire? Like like that, that was one. wicked. We need. We, like, we, that totally can I say something? Redeemed the earlier yeah. crappy fight scene for me. I need to talk about that for a second, though, because that was so bewildering to me as someone who is not familiar with the lore at all. Like up up till that point, I was like, "Oh, the scorpion <laughs> guy is like maybe maybe a guy. He's got a snake living in his hand. You know, that, that I can see that. That's fine. But then at the end, when he like he, he rips the mask off and his head turns into this flaming skull, I was like, "What is going on?" Well, and then he explodes. he explodes. He I mean, explodes. What are the rules for the, demons? What's that? What are the rules for like what a demon can be? I mean, I don't know. No, no, no. But like, I didn't know that he was a demon. They said that he was like uh, uh, controlled by Shang Tsung or something, but I don't think they were like, oh, they're demons. No, I thought that's this whole realm is like demons and stuff, isn't it? Scorpion's actually not from Outworld or Netherrealm. He's from He's a human that was killed and then came back as a wraith. Why do you guys know all this stuff? Like, who cares? Because I looked into the lore because I was like, what the hell is going on? This doesn't make any sense. So I looked at the, I looked up the wiki. No, you're just watching it wrong then. Because it doesn't matter what's happening and it doesn't matter if it makes sense. It's just, it's just obvious they had a really good time making like a silly movie. I mean, like, okay, here's, <laughs> here's an example of something that's obviously intentionally bad. There's no way that they intended this to be good. Okay. The fatality move from Goro. When he fights uh, the guy in the ring. I, I forget who he's fighting. Yeah, sure. It, it's like, I, I watched that. I actually burst out laughing because That's it made bad. me think like, bonk, go to horny jail like me. Yeah. What did he like, do again? Yeah, he, yeah. Like, he like hammer fists him. He's like, dunk. Yeah, he and just bonks him on the head. After this, like, big fight, that's it? Like It would have been... He should have ripped his arms off. Yeah. like he, Honestly, at that point... He can pick a person point, up and hold them up, and then he still has two extra arms to do damage with. Of course. Of course. So if they actually wanted it to be good, that wouldn't have even been hard to pull off with some basic practical effects. I so, don't know, because the, the the way that I explained that away PG-13. in my mind was that they just couldn't do anything else. Like, they couldn't do that much with Goro except have his arms go boom, boom, boom. So it's like, what are they... 
to have him rip the arms off or whatever would be a whole thing. So I was like, oh, that's why they did that because it's just like too much work. Go to horny jail. <laughs> I love that. that made me so mad about with the Goro fights is when Johnny Johnny Cage fought Goro, and I rem- the only thing I remember from this movie is that Johnny Cage got to do his Nutcracker thing and punch him in the nuts. Yeah, but then on the rewatch. He does that as his first move against him. He yeah. punches him in the nuts and goes, ha ha, and then runs away. Yeah. And then later, like, like kicks him off the cliff. That sucked. He should have won the fight yeah. with that to- that special move. Yeah, yeah that, w- that would have been cooler if he, like, that's how he actually won the fight. But then he w- that, that couldn't kill him. This is, this is well, the other could, thing that's so crazy to me about this movie. Could we, not have, could we not have a scene where somebody expresses... Uh, bewilderment or skepticism at the fact that they sign up to go to this tournament and you apparently not only die but get your soul absorbed if you lose like do, these people see that happening and then no one says anything about it it's just like well normal tournament <laughs> well I think it's sort of acknowledged I mean they know that they're going into this tournament you know to defend all the souls of earth and like every soul is going to be absorbed if no, they, they like, don't don't win or whatever so no the, the other defenders the other tournament people don't know that how do you know they don't they, th- know? they go in just thinking oh it's a cool martial arts tournament it's like fancy we're staying at this resort on this fancy island blah blah, blah. what how, how do you know that also they might have been deceived I mean, we see that that whole thing where like Johnny meets with his mentor or who he thinks is his mentor, but it was actually Shang Sun in disguise. He's a shapeshifter. No, I'm not. I'm not even saying. I'm not saying that the yeah, core three true. should have said something because they know what's going on. But the rest of the like Art Lean, what by the time he fights Goro, they've seen multiple people have their souls absorbed by Shang Sun because he goes right in the ring and says, "Your soul is mine," and absorbs the soul. So like Art Lean should be like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> I was so like, why are these <laughs> yeah, people no so kidding. chill with this? Okay. I think that's a very small complaint um, for how I mean, many it things is. make yeah. no sense in this yeah. movie. Here's another thing that doesn't all make any of, sense. All of my complaints Liu are Kang small. Liu Kang fights Katana, finally. The- Katana fights Liu Kang. She gives them some information while they're fighting, but their fight doesn't go to the death. They just stop fighting at some point. I'm like, what are see, the that- rules? What no, is but see, this that's I thought that was a training. That's a training session, I guess. No, I don't know what that was. All the main, all the official tournament fights have spectators. There were spectators. I mean, are you sure? No, they were guards. There's no. My favorite part about that, my favorite part of that fight is when uh, Liu Kang very carefully takes Katana to the ground. Like it's, it might be a shot slow motion, but he like flips her over and it's it takes about like four seconds to go a foot towards the ground like very gently cradling her like he wasn't confident he could do the flip without hurting her it's uh it's pretty great well she had no training either i think she was a lot more convincing than sonia though oh for sure and i guess that's one of that's got to be one of the challenges in casting something like this is like you can cast someone according to their acting ability their looks and even their like sort of physical uh fitness but you can't necessarily cast them for how well you can train them to be a martial train them to be a martial artist in two months. I think yep. part of what made it easier though is that she's supposed to be sandbagging it in that fight, and I really got that vibe. I was like, okay, she's like clearly not actually trying to do any damage here, and then it turns out that that's like what's actually happening or whatever. Why the hell isn't she wearing blue? Annoyed me, but at least in <laughs> Annihilation, right at the beginning, even though they've kind of like. It's continuity. They they don't go home or anything. But in the first scenes of Annihilation, she does have her characteristic like fan blade weapons. So that was nice. I don't know why they're not in this movie. 
I guess it's because you can't give one person weapons and nobody else. Just trying to think. I think other people had weapons. Like when they fight that gang in like the hallway. Uh, yeah, but they're nobodies. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Man, I love how all of the opponents... Can we just take a moment to appreciate how far choreography has come in the last 25 years? Like, <laughs> how hilarious is it that every opponent just stands still to get hit? There's maybe like four fight scenes in the entire movie where both uh, combatants are actually <laughs> yeah. moving at the same time. Uh, sound oh, like, uh, looks like Sub-Zero was one of the best fighters. That The guy, whoever was doing that, he, yeah. he yeah. Sub -Zero? I thought that was one of the best fights. Uh, well, the only fight in the movie where I was kind of like, okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the amount of eye I could see, I just pictured Fred Armisen under there. And then it changed <laughs> the nature of everything that they did. Like when he did the cartwheel out of the woods, I was like, it's Fred Armisen doing a cartwheel. Like, well, that's Scorpion. Great. That's Scorpion. Oh, they both Sub Zero one was though. the one indoors. They look pretty Kang. similar, though. I mean, all I see is their eyeballs, but. Uh, there was, least, there was just like some more dynamic parts of that fight that I was kind of like, That's okay, fair. I can get behind. Like, I'm I'm entertained. There's, the, was in the really Sub-Zero fight, fight, though, was... there's a pretty bad, like, he roll, like he does like a full gymnastics roll into a push-up. Yeah. And it's like yeah. six seconds and it makes no sense. And I love it. I was okay. I mean. I love it. That... No, I'm not complaining. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, as far as the, the fights when... go. When Sonya gets captured and then she someone puts her in a dress and teases her hair. <laughs> She yeah, has a completely, <laughs> she's like tied up and has a completely different hairstyle now. What's up with that? That was You're great. in the world, Sonia. Get with the times. Yeah, this is the traditional actually, uh, female garb here in Outworld. A, a sack of... That actually is uh, really... A sackcloth dress. That actually is really close to um, kind of like that climax scene that really pissed me off that I wanted you guys' input on. It's when like Liu Kang is climbing the tower, right? And he's going to... He's told that he has to face <laughs> face your enemy, face yourself, face your biggest fear. And you're like, cool. Yeah. He's going to do like three simple trials. And one of them is facing his brother. Yeah. Um, but the other two, I, it seemed like he didn't, they didn't really happen. He like fought some goons for a second. I don't know. That's about it. Really. <laughs> then he goes up and fights Shang Tsung and sees his brother. It, it just didn't really track for me. Totally. I, I thought you were going to say it. I, I completely agree, James. I thought you were going to say that when he ran ran up the little ramp, like he's at the bottom and Shang Tsung is up top, and he's like, oh. and then he turns and just like the camera follows him in an unbroken shot, running up the stairs up to the platform where Shang Tsung is. And I was, it was such an awkward, yeah. funny, like I was just... You know, maybe, you know, Linus, you're convincing me. Maybe this movie is just, you know, it has to be self-aware because it's just so bad. <laughs> Hundred percent, man. But but 100%. this is what's so but this is what's so hard to understand is that I'm like this is a big property. This is a cultural you know moment in 1995. Like people are into this. Why would they intentionally make a bad, sucky movie to to appease these like hardcore Mortal Kombat fans? Here's well, why. Here's why. So two reasons. Number one, because it's well, okay. No, I think the biggest reason is because they thought that it didn't really matter. Like, they weren't going to spend the money to make it amazing, right? Because I don't think video games and video game culture were taken seriously 25 years ago the same way that they are today. Like, now you can say, okay, yeah, we're going to make a, a Tomb Raider movie or, like, even something as stupid as, like, um, you know... Uh, Pokemon. Oh, shoot. Well, yeah, sure. A Pokemon movie. Like... You would go into that and go like, oh, yeah, wow, this is a... Or Sonic. Yeah, or Sonic. 
this is this is a billion dollar property like we need to do, this needs to be treated 100% seriously we're going to bring in Jim Carrey to be the villain you know big names like this is clearly uh, a cash in and so there's only a couple mm. of ways like none of these actors had any manner, or I shouldn't say none, but most of these actors had no manner of career before or after this movie. Like, they're nobodies. Right. This Luke was Kang clearly... has, was in Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. Well, and, he's the, and Sonya Blade's a- actress was in um, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree like It seems like all the... It seems like all the actors had like a few credits to their name, but these not, are not nothing even, real. These are not even B actors. These are C actors. So there's two ways that you can do this then. You can either make a really terrible movie that nobody enjoys, or you can make a really terrible movie that people will enjoy. It's really clear to me that they embraced the latter. They were like, okay, guess- we can't afford like actually good CGI and actually good actors and actually you know outstanding choreography. So let's just make it like fun and silly and bad, but in a way that you know we're literally, literally they apologize for how bad it is. Or they in the movie. Sorry. <laughs> or even if they didn't set out to do that, it's just like okay, well the budget's this. We couldn't get these great fighters. Everyone on set is trying to do their best, and they're taking it seriously. But then when they get to the edit, they're like, "Okay, <laughs> it's clearly not great." Honestly, so, like during I, I, the creation told- of the movie, they could have taken the stance that, like, "All right, let's wink at the camera a little bit." I think I I see where you're coming from now, Linus, and I think that maybe if I had this kind of like extra knowledge going in, I maybe would have enjoyed it a bit more. I probably still would have given it a two out of ten, but it would be a happy two out of ten, you know. Exactly. The, the the thing I want to contrast this with is the the Sonics and the Pokemon movies of today, because I feel like going into those movies, I place less importance on them. You know, I go to see like uh, what was it, Detective Pikachu? Yeah, went to see Detective Pikachu, and I'm like, I know the only reason I'm watching this movie is to see photorealistic Pokemon in a movie. You know, like really? I, I'm not Ryan looking Reynolds? for a good story, good acting, whatever. I'm not looking for any of this. I'm just looking to see some Pokemon zap each other with special powers. You I, think, know? I think the big but, difference but, is now the people that are making the movies are people that are passionate about video games, whereas Paul yeah. Anderson in the 90s doesn't give a fuck about video games. He doesn't care at all about Mortal Kombat. He just gets a contract, does his stuff. He's like, oh, I'll play a couple games. I'll take like the iconography and remix it into this thing that works for me. Same with like Resident Evil. It's like these people didn't care, but now we have the people that actually do care about these properties making is them. This- is exactly. this a function of us having like a more uh, complex and mature film ecosystem now? Like maybe they would make this type of movie now, but it's a straight to DVD instead um, of going to I theaters. I don't think they make this movie anymore. I totally don't think they make this movie no, anymore. No, they to- but they totally do make these movies, but they're they're just, you know, they're, they're on the back end of no, Netflix and you never see them or they're straight like to DVD or whatever. Because this has a major IP behind it. That's the thing. So you could still yeah. make this movie, but it would be like... It would be like somehow some group of fans accidentally got the license to make a film about it and they like launch it as a Kickstarter or something. Like that's yeah. the only way this no, movie I, could I, get made. That actually I get what you're happened. saying. I'm saying that like back then, <laughs> back then they didn't have this like such a huge market for all of this stuff. So then it was all I, one market. If you're going to make a Mortal Kombat movie, if you're going to make this kind of stupid, ridiculous movie, okay, yeah, you can use it with a big brand like Mortal Kombat and we'll put it in theaters because there's nowhere else to put it. But th- now, if you wanted to make a movie like this, 
you you, know, you wouldn't get the Mortal Kombat th- brand. You would just do a knockoff and put it on DVD. I think yeah. the tone of movies has definitely changed, too. Like, in the 90s, uh, more movies were goofy. Like, Batman movies were goofy. Uh, totally. And now movies are so serious. Like the big, the big video game movies that aren't like Pokemon and Sonic are super self serious. Like Assassin's Creed or uh, Tomb Raider. They're all these like really dour, yeah, not fun uh, yeah. things that are taking themselves way too seriously. And so I think in trying to fit the tone of the 2010s to 2020s, uh, we've kind of lost a little bit of the magic. I think some of the fun that we had in the 90s when it was just all stupid. Can blame and, Dark Knight. And you got to remember too, like look at this movie from a uh, from a was it a success sort of standpoint. It was totally a success. They spent right. next to nothing. People enjoyed it. It made seventy million dollars at the box office. Like, it's a success. Yeah. Now the sequel. Mm, the sequel was a different story. <laughs> I, I think that I think that Mortal Kombat, the type of movie that Mortal Kombat was in 1995, is now the type of movie that you see in like DC animated movies. Where it's like the only purpose of those movies is to service some fan service for, you know, hardcore fans who want something cool to watch with like cool fight scenes and stuff and like cool Batman moments. But it's an animated movie and it doesn't cost that much. Yeah. And they can they can pump I mean, them out we, and it's no big deal. We do have those like Street Fighter. There was a Street Fighter live action movie that I think is actually more fun than Mortal Kombat. Uh, but there's also like five or six animated movies and like anime series that are really only for people that really care about the characters and the things like right. they're not good movies by m- pretty much any objective measure like they're fine but it's like i really care about ken i really care about ryu i really care about all these people so all people. these little details really are what make this special not there the is more itself. mortal Kombat content there's a web series uh, that had two seasons ended on a cliffhanger and they never made a third one <laughs> oof <laughs> Honestly, animated movies totally scratch this itch for me. Like, I think going into a live action movie, I'm like, this better have, you know, the things that I expect from a solid film. You know, there should be some sort of character arc. There should be some sort of uh, logic to it. The lore makes sense. But for animated movies, I'm like, I can totally shut my brain off and laugh at the self-awareness and the in-jokes and the cheesiness. Like, I can totally do that. But it's harder for a live action movie for some reason. Tell me this. Did you enjoy Aquaman? I didn't see it. But I will, I guess. It's basically <laughs> this, but with a much bigger budget and way better CGI and a more developed story. But it's like, I would like to think that it's, you know what, actually, I take it back. I don't think it's self-aware. <laughs> I think they were legitimately trying to make a serious movie. But it, it came out kind of like this to me. I, I actually, think they were trying to make a, a comic, like an Avengers, like a comic movie that kind of knows what it is and makes some fun about it. But it's not like we know we're making a bad movie. Yeah, I laughed out loud multiple times at moments when I wasn't supposed to in Aquaman, just like I did in Mortal Kombat. Um, The difference is, I think that it's kind of like, um, it's like when you see two people on the street and one of them looks like butt. Their hair's a mess and their clothes suck and don't match and their, you know, socks don't match or whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, they just like don't care. Versus when you see someone that's like all done up and everything they're wearing just like tells you that they're a disgusting, horrible person and an idiot. Um, so to me, but they're trying really hard. Yeah, like it, to me, it's like I have a lot more tolerance for it when it's just because they like clearly were like, "Yep, I accept that I am just a slob." Versus when they try really hard and they look like a moron. Uh, so to me, Mortal Kombat is accepting that they're just a slob and. It is what it is. You can enjoy me for what I am, or you cannot. If, if you like the bold faced of it all, 
Yeah, you will like this little tidbit. I chucked on and verified that this was true. I chucked on the sequel and the opening credits um, kind of like animation where it shows a bunch of fire and explosions by the medallion. Yeah. And then it goes, ching, 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 ching. And those little blades like turn into saying Mortal Kombat. They reused it. Reused it. It's not just similar. It is the exact same with the exception of at the end of the animation, it like... The whole thing kind of breaks and it says Annihilation. Under it. <laughs> I was like, no way. No way. They did it. Well, that's that's not that crazy. I mean, I don't know. Movies in a series sometimes use the exact same intro. Uh, I, don't, I, don't I noticed know. that The no. Dark Knight and Batman Begins both have this like just shot of uh, bats flying past the camera. and Yeah, but it's, a different but it's an entirely new CG shot. Is though. it a new yeah. shot? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and oh, like in okay. the X-Men movies, they have like those different intro sequences. Yeah. They're always different. I mean, even like in the Marvel movies, when they have the like the Marvel brand with all the uh, like clips of previous movies and stuff, it's different. Yeah. They, they do a different oh, cool. compilation. It's just... All right, fair you know, enough. Wow, that's crazy that they do that on those movies because there's so many tiny little clips and you would never even remember anyway. Yeah, but it always has, like, they've always added, like, the last movie to it. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, I have one more nitpick that um, can't really be explained away by saying that they didn't care because they they could have made this make sense. Katana is the princess of Outworld, right? But she's the princess of Outworld because her mother and father, her real mother and father, were the king and queen there or whatever. And then the emperor invaded and then adopted her to lay claim to the throne. So but why did why did he have to adopt her or he just invaded the country just take just so take the They're th they're from a different realm called like Adenia. And then so Shao Kahn and Outworld invaded that one and then merged them two into one big realm and then he adopted her there. That's then. a big fan why, who cares from me. Why did he have to adopt her? Who cares? Because that's a because that's a key that's a key plot point. The reason why she's there and can help them overthrow the throne is because she has this power. She's the princess of Outworld, you know. Did you but just now use she's the working with the to emperor's enemies? Movie? But like, she shouldn't. What? Did you just use the word plot to describe this movie? Or there like, is a plot. It's a bad plot, but there is a just, plot. Maybe they just wanted to keep calling her princess for some reason. Yeah. And so like that's how they got around that. Sure. I don't know. But all they needed to do, all they needed to do was to have her be the actual daughter of the emperor. No, but... That, and she has a change of heart. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It makes would. perfect sense. No, it's worse. No, because then she'd be like a different like race. It's a whole different thing. Wait, wait a second, what? though. Is she telepathic? Or is that... Like, did she put a memory into Liu Kang's brain at that one part? Or was that like a memory of his? Do you remember what part I'm talking about? No, I don't. I wasn't paying that close attention. There's this part where like they have like a... Sh <laughs> they're talking and then there's like a flashback and it's unclear whether it's like Liu Kang's memory or she's like telepathically communicating with him. I'm not sure. But Liu Kang's body was great. And his face <laughs> yeah. and hair. Yeah, I mean like, dude. man, like he was, he was one of those, he was one of those guys that I look at and I'm like, yeah, that's like way better than just being like way too jacked. Like, man. He looks like he can do, like, chin-ups. He looks like Cirque du Soleil fit. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually can do stuff fit. Like, you know how some people will get so jacked that, like, you know, they can't even, like, properly Scratch lower their, their arm anymore because there's, like, too much muscle under it. Like, he was just like... Oh, yeah. yeah. This movie would have been sick if it was, like, 15 years later and Liu Kang was played by Tony Jaa. You know, the guy <laughs> from Ong Bak? And they he just can't have, act, like, uh, though. He's a great who? stunt guy. Compared to this movie, yeah, well, <laughs> like, yeah, what's the bar's pretty low. But I mean, Liu Kang, Liu Kang's not the weak, weak element on any of it. I don't think Correct. you need to replace him. It's all the other people you need to replace. I know, which is what they did. 
in fairness. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It always bothered game, me yeah. that Liu Kang was in the, at least in like the first three games or whatever. He's like the champion of Earthrealm. Like he's basically the main character and the one yeah. that wins and saved everybody. Because I never played him. He was so yeah. non-fantastical to me. Yeah. I don't want to play as him. He's basically just Bruce Lee with fireball. Yeah. You just play Ra- play as Raiden. Like. Yeah, because of that noob move where you can like. <laughs> shoot well, I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was kind of like loosely inspired by Ryu because Street Fighter came first, and so they just wanted like the kind of generic everyman kind of. Well, yeah, you need the you need the generic character. Otherwise, all your characters are just wild as hell, and it's just like they don't seem that interesting. I don't know. I don't think Tekken has any generic characters. I haven't played Tekken since the PlayStation One days, though. There so, is uh, uh, you know, Tekken for sure. Just has like normal. The, human whatever people. the son the son of the the main villain is pretty normal. And he becomes oh. weirder as it goes on, and like there's Jin. more demonic That's stuff. That's right. Jin yeah. is exactly that. Yeah, yep, Jin is right. the same. There's always you, that character. You know what I learned is uh, when they Tobias and Boone when they were making this movie, they originally wanted to make a Jean Claude Van Damme video game. That was the start of it. That's and Johnny Cage was is based on Van Damme, and that's why his initials are JC Jean Claude. Like, Johnny Cage, and it, it morphed into. They didn't get the rights to it. They couldn't do it, and it morphed into this. Uh, well, I mean, kind of fantasy there, there is a Jean Claude Van Damme video game. Street Fighter, the movie, the game, has Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> as uh, the motion capture for Guile because he's Guile in the movie, and so that oh, okay. does exist. Oh wait, 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 though, because also that's why uh, Johnny Cage does the splits and punches yep. in the nuts. Can't God. wait. I want to push back on this thing where like these lore points don't matter because Mortal Kombat clearly cares a lot about its lore. I you think that's, been to the that's a modern thing. The past was pretty loose. It was just when this movie came out, it was just like, yeah, it's it fun. was whatever. Well, I think especially in, the I, early they reinvented games. themselves in the sixth or seventh generation. Because in the early games, yeah. there's no there's no cutscenes and stuff. Like, what do you get even? Like some text on the screen? No, in the later games, there's definitely cutscenes. Oh no, like, no, there's like I a know. full story mode. Oh, in before the, yeah, I've, it was just text. I've watched on YouTube like I thought one, they, yeah, one I day. I don't know if full motion. Now they do not the or whatever. I don't know if I was hungover or whatever, but when like Mortal Kombat 10 came out, I think I watched like four hours of cutscenes on yep. YouTube one day. I never even got to play the game. I just watched it's sick. it all. It's There's great. a lot, but in the early, I'm talking about Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, like they couldn't have had anything other no, than like, no, it's just text like text. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe it, like the manual had some yeah. details. Like remember video game manuals? <laughs> oh, that yeah. was sick, man, where you could like read the backstories of the characters and stuff. My Final Fantasy 6 manual is like the most dog-eared document that I own. Because I would just sit and read it when my parents wouldn't let me play the game. It's actually in, I think, Mortal Kombat 4 or something like that, where they have, um, they describe like this six realms that matter. Got and, it. And what all the characteristics of the people. Yeah, I'm, like. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia right now. And the first game had virtually nothing in the game about the story. Like it, there's a text in the beginning explaining the basic premise. But then if you want to know anything at all about what's going on, there's a comic book. And at the end... When you beat the game with each character, it gives you like a little tidbit of story. Yeah, interesting. So this is why I wasn't interested. <laughs> oh, I was wrong earlier, by the way. They do the theme song four times in this movie. Dun, dun, it's a, it was dun, the last the last dun, line dun, in my dun, note. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, can we say this because if you're the if you're the biggest Mortal Kombat fan here, Linus, you didn't what? even know. I'm not. You didn't even James is. what. James's, but yeah. I'm still not. Okay, like well, a... Linus is second. You didn't even know that the song says "Mortal Kombat" in it. I didn't. I thought they were just yelling. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were talking Kombat. about we were talking about this earlier, and <laughs> and I started singing the song like da 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 da, yeah. and then when it gets to the vocal part, Linus was like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, love I totally that. had no I idea. Was like, what are you I'm, saying? I am far from a Mortal Kombat fan. Like, I never owned one of the games in my no, entire that's life. Fair enough. I've, okay. I've never owned really? a Mortal okay. Kombat game. Yeah, no. I saw this movie once when I was 10. Like, I played okay, the game so at my friend's house, like, probably 10 times in my life. Um, I just I th- thought this movie was, like, pretty sweet when I was 10. Oh. That's it. So you just, you're just a fan of, of bad movies. No, not at all. This is just a movie <laughs> I watched as a kid. And I think that as, a, as far as bad movies go, it's pretty darn enjoyable. I think if you're any younger than me and you can't really, like, appreciate that campy 80s, 90s style with through the lens of, you know, nostalgia glasses, you're not going to appreciate it. It's just going to be bad. My kids would not enjoy this movie. But the reality of it is, my kids don't enjoy a lot of the stuff that I did when I was a kid. Like, they don't even enjoy Princess Bride. I thought Princess Bride was great until I watched it next to my kids and watched them, like, tune out and get bored because the cold hard truth is that, you know, Bolt is a much more entertaining movie than The Princess Bride is. Do you think, are they into Home Alone? Uh, they, my son made it through Home Alone. My daughters didn't care. So I, it was I, yeah. shocking for me how many like 90s kid movies have very, very boring adult themes to go along with them. Like as a kid, and I was a bit of an older kid by this point, I really enjoyed Hook. But now that I'm an adult and I go and I read the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of which are archived from back when that movie came out. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense that this movie got absolutely panned because it's <laughs> wow, nice, what a great yeah. pun. I totally didn't mean to do that. Nice. Um, it makes sense the movie got panned because it's totally random and stupid and way too long for adults. And then for kids, it's like, why is the main character this like business executive? They don't even understand like what's going on. Like <laughs> there's like 25 minutes of character development before you even land in Neverland. Mm. I think part of Honestly, th- I, I totally get what you're coming from with Hook because I've loved that movie as a kid and I like I think the music in particular is really good. But so yeah, good. I'm scared to watch it yeah. as an adult. It's not good. They tried too hard I to just make a four say, quadrant movie. Four quadrant movie being say, like it's good for kids and adults like yep. every demographic. And they didn't make it. And I, I, I just want to say that I, I totally see where you're coming from now, Linus. Like, if I came in knowing that this movie was the campy, tongue-in-cheek thing that I that that it is, I feel like I definitely would have enjoyed it more. But, yeah. That's what were you going to say, Dave? I just think that uh, the nature of the way that we watch movies has changed so much. Like, in the 90s, you only had a certain amount of VHSs, and those are going to be on loop however many times you're watching these movies. Whereas Happy now, Gilmore, like, baby. The, the kid gets to decide whatever they want, whatever's on Netflix, whatever's on Disney plus they get totally. to pick. And so it has to be so much more attention grabbing than movies were in the nineties where like, yeah, you have hook on VHS and it's one of eight that you have. You're going to watch hook over and over and over and over until you're forced to love it. Have you seen a toddler watching uh, any kind of content on a touchscreen and watch them scrub ahead when they get bored? So creepy. <laughs> so scary so just pretty much everything like, a you shouldn't be able to do though. that man and my kids they are i think there's probably like a half a dozen movies that any of them all three of them put together have ever rewatched. frozen wow. one frozen two off the top of my head and not much else wow like, really there's i don't think that's typical well we don't watch a ton of movies and a ton of tv in the first place but they will just it's always something new always something new Whereas when I was a kid, there's movies like that I look back at now and I'm like, Oliver and Company, not a great Disney movie, actually. But as a kid, I watched it over and over and over again. Because like James said, I only owned like 20 VHSs total. 
Right. I didn't say that, but I mean, whatever. To be fair, same thing. To be fair, I know. Linus, people- do you find with your kids? Um, is, I wonder to what extent the reason kids don't like older content or may not like it as much. Uh, I guess a lot of it has to do with pacing and stuff, and totally. how stimulating it is. But how much? To what extent is it resolution? Does that matter when they're no. just watching like a '90s movie? And it just kind of looks like crap. No, I don't think so. In fact, I was just trying to think of an older movie that they actually really enjoyed. I kind of want to fire up my my Plex here because that might jar my memory. The movie I was thinking of was actually oh shit. The movie I was thinking of was actually Night at the Museum. So that's not as old as I thought it was. That's 2006, and there's a big difference between mid '90s movies and mid 2000s movies. Another one that I didn't think of before, but that they totally couldn't get through, was Free Willy. I oh, love that yeah, movie no as way. a kid. Watching it as an adult, I'm like, holy crap, this is an adult movie. But like, there's a whale in it to keep your kids shut up while they eat their popcorn next to you. Like, and it's not a good adult movie. Like, it's just. A bad I, th- I think movie. Yeah. I used to watch a ton of movies as a kid, but I think that I was just playing and I would look up at the parts I liked and then I'd go back to playing. Yeah. Honestly, like when you're a kid watching these movies, it doesn't matter. Like it, it, the only thing that matters is that there are distinct parts that you're like, oh, cool, or like draw your attention in some way. Like I, I don't feel bad if I find out that some of these movies that I loved as a kid, like Hook, are actually bad. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, they're bad. But like I loved it because I watched it 18 million times. And John Williams' score is to die for. And Robin Williams is one of the most charismatic people in history. So. Oh, yeah. Too bad he Can't was never me. in Lord of the Rings. Just Too bad joking. He... That's, that's <laughs> Gandalf. Just my segue. I want Robin Williams as Gandalf. That's just my segue <laughs> into telling you guys that this episode is coming to a close and that next week we are, in fact, going to be starting off our saga of Lord of the Rings. The, the uh, trilogy. You guys aren't going to do the Hobbit we, movies too, are you? That is up for debate. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> Subscribe to find out. That is nine that hours is being tabled. just pain. Yeah, I'm not into it. Some people are into it. I don't know. At the very least, we are going Peter to do... Peter Jackson wasn't into it. <laughs> Got him! Yeah. At, least, at least we're going to do like Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King. I believe we're doing extended cuts, even though I think yeah, the extended cut of Fellowship is worse. I said it. Um, I think we're Fellowship's the only extended one that you sh- is good. Oh, I like Uh-oh. the Return of the King stuff. We Looks like there's stuff to it. talk about. And it's because the 4K versions are coming out December 1st, guys. So that's the impetus for this. So, uh, yes, definitely. If you're not in the convoy yet, if you're not one of those people who uh, watches the movies beforehand and then follows along and you're like part of our tribe, do it now. It's a good time because it's winter and COVID and now it's 4K. So why not? Did they redo any of the CGI? I don't know. I don't know. Also, no one no not. one said that Linus is dressed like Sub Zero today. <laughs> yeah, uh, with his blue mask on is awesome. Dun, Wait, dun, 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 oh, nice. Well, fight. Nice. That's pretty good. All right. So if you guys Fui. want, if you want to email us or tweet at us, we are on Twitter at Carpal Critics. We can be reached by email at hello at carpalcritics.ca. and you can also just leave us a review if you want because that's cool and people say it helps. It's so cool when you leave us a review, guys. Everyone loves that. It's so cool. (laughs) You get clout. See you later. Bye-bye.